0: Welcome to Sister Night, a Watchmen podcast. Yes. Hosted by myself, Candice, and my co-host, I'm Nicole. And so we just officially finished watching the pilot. I'm still shook. Entitled, It's Summer and We're Running Out of Ice. And <laughs> I, I perhaps ran out of words. Because this episode, this pilot episode was really, really good, surprisingly. So, like, I expected it to be HBO quality, top tier entertainment, but I was pleasantly surprised that it exceeded my already high expectations.
1: Yeah. But we got to talk about why we named it Sister Night. We do. We do. We do! That's That's take important! it away. Okay. So. Tell the people. About 10 minutes ago, we Literally didn't have a name <laughs> for the podcast. And we're like, oh, Watch the Watchmen. But every podcast that has a name a is named Watch yeah. the Watchmen or a permutation of that. So Candace came up with a great idea of Sister Night. Sister Night. Wow. We're both black women. So Sister Night. That works. It could be like a night. The show's at night. We record at night. Night. We do.
0: And Regina King fucking killed it. She did. Sister Night. Oh Oh my God.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Puns. We love puns here.
0: I think easily, potentially. I mean, I don't know. Favorite new badass female character twenty nineteen.
1: Ooh, and you're the because, killing E. Okay. Villa- right, Villanelle. Right. Or- okay. But new
0: okay. Villanelle technically was introduced. Okay. A little while ago. So mm-hmm. for 2019 for new characters this year, I'm going to say right now, she's my most badass woman that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And this actually includes the boys, which has run its course, but um, what they had her doing in this pilot episode was incredible. Yes. And the outfit is—I mean, instantly you're like, okay, we can see what Comic is gonna look at look like next year <laughs> because this is everyone is so costumable. Mm-hmm. Every character we saw,
1: yeah, the black face paint, also kind of cool how she operated outside of the law, whereas like she was yes, telling she was the, the law chief but what I, to do. I'm like, yes, Regina. oh my gosh,
0: the whole episode was really subversive. Yeah. so many familiar tropes, but then everything was completely unfamiliar because mm. they were turning everything on its heel, including the perception of the police. Yeah, right now. And having this interesting juxtaposition of this cop who had to get permission mm-hmm. to get his firearm. And you're like, okay, we could we could use protocols like this right yeah. now. And at the same time, it's at this time where obviously people are going to be aggressing towards the police. Yeah. In the name of Rorschach.
1: Uh, <sighs> yeah. Dumping back to the end of Watchmen, uh, the graphic novel. Those haven't seen it. Sent his journal in to the... Um, like right-wing publication, yes. I think.
0: He was exposing everything.
1: Yeah. So we don't exactly know what happened in this episode. Like, did they release it and came out? I assume so. Right. But right? you know, he has this group of followers
0: problematic followers, potential very? incels. Yeah.
1: Very <laughs> what were their names again? I totally forget. The
0: seventh. Wait, wait, wait. I have it here. Yeah. I... The seventh Calvary. Seventh Calvary, okay. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure some people won't be happy about what they're doing um, with Rorschach's memory, but I like it. I like the subversion of where a thing starts and its intent. Mm -hmm. And then where is it 35 years later? What does it happen? And I think this idea of like heroes becoming villains and vice versa is something we're going to see a lot in this show. I mean, that keeps it, that keeps it fresh and unexpected because if it went the way that we expected and what the narrative, I mean, for one, we have to call it the obvious, all those black people. Yes. All those black people at the beginning of the episode, the Tulsa 1921. No one knows about Tulsa. No one knows about it. That's
1: something that, you know, I've thought about a lot, but it would just not shocking, but just. Maybe shocking to see it in an HBO show where you don't expect... Completely shocking. I think think that's a fair term to use
0: because, and I'm pretty sure about this, I will fact check, but I'm pretty sure that this is the first time that anything to do with the Tulsa horrible murder situation that happened there and just like the the chaos and the hate that fueled this type of violence has never ever been put on screen in a fictional or reenactment situation ever. Mm -hmm. So HBO is making history right now by taking this very important horrible memory in America's past and being like hey take a look at this and we're going to use it to frame out what we're doing with these black characters in the show and that to me is brilliant while at the same time you know thousands of people googled tonight to be like did this happen in Tulsa because I already saw people on Twitter saying that with that exact same sentiment and I'm like okay
1: yeah, so I see you HBO the people? Okay. right educating who the masses who needs school when you have HBO
0: no, they did good. They did good there. I was super impressed. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. And not only that, it was shot well. I guess we can talk about that for a little bit where we have the intro scene and there's a silent film. And it's talking about Bass Reeves, who was the first black deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi River. And so I like that. And then we hear like your know, piano playing, but it starts to get a little, little faulty. And then you realize, she's like, OK, crying. she's crying. She's yeah. emotional. And there's chaos happening outside. And she's just maybe trying to keep a sense of normalcy together Mm -hmm. until her husband runs in. And I love that he gives her the gun. He doesn't say, I got the gun. You take the child. Let's Mm -hmm. go. He's like, give me the child. You take the gun. Probably a better shot. (laughs) And uh, they run out. Although I think it's safe to say there's no happy ending. Yeah. Also, they looked like they own the movie theater. Right. I mean, that's sort of what we can guess from what was happening in Tulsa is that every business was black owned. And so, of course, that theater was theirs and, unfortunately, destroyed. Yeah. Also,
1: you know, I always thought that this show would be a major subversion of past history and current history. Right, right. But seeing how they put a totally real event that happened, I didn't know that bombs were thrown from planes. I'm like, oh, that's that's totally a real thing. That was something that got thrown in. So definitely, I learned something new as well. And going to the current day in the show where they have all these different things, like the screens are kind of weird and they have more futuristic things, but still parallels to current day America.
0: Absolutely. And finding interesting ways to subvert these overall ideas that are very complicated, like law enforcement. And what does that mean? The state protecting the citizen and where do we draw lines? And so I'm already in love with the fact that they're working with this really sort of taboo category of like, we're going to talk about law enforcement we're going to talk about police we're going to talk about brutality Mm -hmm. as it relates but we're also going to have a black woman as the face of this person who is bringing justice and ironically but not unironically the 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 antagonist are white (laughs) supremacists yes (laughs) it's great i love it yeah just first episode speechless yep I mean, there was a lot of screaming that happened. I'm trying to remember every point that I screamed. Definitely. The bleach quote was a big one. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to play that before we close it out. Our favorite line. (laughs) We were like, what's our favorite line? We had the same exact line, which is Regina King's bleach quote, because that was just brilliant. When she... Went into the the secret compartment behind her, her headboard for the yes, gun. Yes, the gun just behind the shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I want secret compartments everywhere. I just reach yeah. to a wall. I'm like, oh, give me that gun. Give me that 45. I got it right now. That yeah, was fantastic. We we're, were in the studio like, do you have like guns that pop
1: out of <laughs> the cabinet or the I pictures? Wish. We're I wish. ready. I want to be that cool. Maybe under the table. <laughs> Next episode. We'll see.
0: I think we can make it happen. All a right. lot of Redford graffiti was spotted in this episode. Fuck Redford. I want Robert Redford places. to
1: stream himself watching the series. Watching the series. they just like...
0: And wearing a, a, like a hoodie him. that says "Fuck Redford." Yeah, in that same graffiti style. We that would saw. that great. Get him on Twitter if he's not already. <laughs> just trying to picture Robert Redford on Twitter. Oh my goodness, he's still
1: alive, right? I'm not he's, sure. He's
0: yes. Let me Google that. I don't know. I, I Like we're like tentatively. Like, I feel like he's still alive, me. right? Like, I hope he's so.
1: He had some classics. He's, okay, Robert Redford. Is he alive?
0: I loved him in the film Barefoot in New York. I Just think, it's such a sweet, charming film.
1: I haven't seen that.
0: With Jane Fonda,
1: he is alive. He's 83 yay! right now. Yay, yay, Robert so good Redford. For Robert. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Proud of him. Alive. I hope you're staying
0: healthy. Yeah, we're thriving. Be. Well, this is something I didn't know. I needed to know, but now I do know. Robert Redford is still alive. Fantastic. Great news. I mean, we had a lot of. Um, I mean, he wasn't actually in the show, although he's an OG. But like Louis Gossett Jr. is in this damn show. Ooh. I would say magical Negro trope, but there's so many <laughs> magicals in this show that it's it's canceled itself out because, uh, I mean, the way he was sitting there at the end of the episode, you're like, bro, how did you, what's going on? Who put you there? Why do you have that note? Yeah, how'd you roll What's going on? Discuss? Did you watch yeah. The Hanging? What's happening? Yeah. But I'm excited. Those are all the questions I have. Was the knot gone on his head? Because there was definitely a knot on his head. We no, first song. so I
1: think the knot, if you look at the beginning scene where I think the kid who was taken out of the theater by the parents and then everyone else died, he had the kid, I think if you look at his head he had a like a cut or maybe oh. that turned to a bump but I don't know I don't know <laughs> we'll figure it <that> out <laughs> is important
0: it's, it's so important to know what happened on yeah. top of his head
1: but also the end part subversions again where you have massive subversion kind of a black man sitting there in the white police chief is lynched where just right powerful subversions here which Intense great writing great Even when you
0: mentioned where it wasn't actually a flag, but still the visuals of it when we are done with the Tulsa flashback and we get this incredible origin story of who I assume is being played by by Louis Gotham Jr., the little boy who runs away with the girl, and we're like, Who's the girl? Yeah. Where is she now? How old is she? Is she living a long time like this guy? Like, is that is, her, does she is have another a nice child? Mom? Right? Is that her mom? Where, where are we going with <laughs> this origin story? Because that is a fantastic yeah. origin story. And actually, and I'm sure someone's gonna be annoyed by this, but I have to do it. Because one of my favorite origin stories for. You know, having additional relevance for your ethnic background and having it make sense is Magneto in Mm X-Men, where I just think it was brilliant to be like, here is this, you know, quote unquote villain origin story that starts in this really horrific point in time in history where people of his specific ethnic group were being degraded and in this horrible way. And okay, from here, from this point comes what is Magneto. And we don't really know what's up with this little boy. Mm -hmm. We don't know what he's been up to for the past potential hundred years. I don't know, but I'm excited to see where it goes. And more importantly, like we said, who's the girl? Who's the baby? Who was the baby? He pulled out the thing and wrapped in what looked to be an American flag, but wasn't exactly. But the symbolism was, it yeah. wasn't lost on me.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of flags in the episode. Also, as Mandy is popping up, we all knew that it was going to be <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Jeremy, you're not fooling us. Jeremy.
0: Come on now. He was playing coy near Comic-Con, but people had suspicions then. And it looks like we were all correct. Yeah, we saw the mask in the background. Yeah. On the second watch, I finally saw that we did and then the android and, um, people giving horseshoes for cake um, cuttings and, and should we talk about his friends they, since he don't got no friends but uh yeah the
1: robot the faulty androids the fa- like your faulty <laughs> uh, your faulty tablet i know
0: oh are they related oh my god they sh- they probably are <laughs> they both need firmware updates and oh my goodness the horseshoe i just i'm just trying to figure out what where the algorithm goes wrong that that even seems viable to cut a cake with yeah. a horseshoe because you just sort of feel like common sense would be like something sharp or at least thin, thin, yeah. like a tapered point. And so for that creature to be like, here's the horseshoe to yeah. eat the honeycomb and the cake, you're like, oh, dear, what's what's what got scrambled <laughs> And the arrangement of these things? But maybe they're they're also there for humor. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the? The wild servants of his house.
1: Yeah, it's very weird. Um, they're going to be actors, apparently, in oh, his, right. his play. His 5 5 right. play. So I think he's going to do like five events throughout the show.
0: Okay. Just killing people. Like, you already killed millions <laughs> of people in New York. Right. He's like, let me just kill more. And that leg massage thing, we thought it was definitely not a leg yeah, massage. Yeah, I was like, what is happening like, on the screen? I thought she came up from giving him a blowjob. I for guess sure. i like, what? And I was like, girl, what? I mean, Wipe Game your- of Thrones. What happened? Do you need a napkin? Are you okay? And then she was like, Are you alright? Are you in distress? She's like, twice. don't worry, blood isn't actually pumping through me. I'm not real. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a real touch. poor
1: woman. Oh my god!
0: Rescue her! Help! And even worse was how uninterested he looked. Do you know? What I'm saying? I just like, was he eating or I what was doing? <laughs> like, why is this so normalized for you? Why aren't you reacting to what she's doing? Oh, okay, she's rubbing your leg. I guess. Oh, have you I seen on The Favorite? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, there's like that leg part where I'm (laughs) like having flashbacks of the favorite, but she's an android. That's a good
0: film. That's good. So what are some of our favorite scenes? If you had to say your three most shocking scenes from this episode, what would you choose? Three.
1: I think my favorite one was the fight at the kind of the hideout. Oh, yeah. And we just saw it. was really gross how the cows just got destroyed. By the gunshots!
0: Oh my God! See, I, I had repressed that memory. I'm sorry. And I was I back. Just brought it back. And I was back. I'm awful. And you know, sh- hey, shout out to the real world effects crew working on HBO's Watchmen because I know you guys had a gay old time yeah. with with those and cow, cow brains and, blowing up the cow bits yeah whoever was off screen like ha, 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 pushing the button <laughs> um i'm sure you had fun we we didn't we were traumatized yeah we were like did we need this and I you said cows you get, said yeah, you were I like don't, it. don't 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 get the, these cows, let the cows are get innocent shot. bystanders they're, innocent. they're just grazing they don't deserve this. they're minding their own business they do and every last one of them ended up dead yeah i think some got away which is good that's optimistic of you i feel mm, like cows yeah. don't move fast enough yeah to out- no, 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 <laughs> hustling. yeah you really gotta hustle get out. Wait, and man. everything's wasted as we said can't use no leather no leather no can't make food with that no burgers no nothing, no, nothing. it's just a, a waste and also think about what and that no feels yeah what's it gonna it's smell okay. like like no one thinks about these practical things but think about the smell that's a very good Think point. about the cleanup i didn't think of that who's gonna do it no what, one what poor asshole is like oh this is my job today cow bits fantastic (laughs) you hate to see it honestly (laughs) you do hate to see it
1: two more um let's see what okay you go now what was your your biggest Um, scene
0: my biggest oh no i was gonna say my 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 favorite petty scene was her child her child in class when she was talking about being a having a bakery, and then she got lost in reverie about what it was like to be shot and have <laughs> your insides ripped open. And, oh, what was the word? I actually wrote it down. That was a slur. Red forations. Wait, Redfordations, I think it was. And so now that I'm thinking about it, Robert Redford.
1: See? Robert so Redford deserves better. They've
0: not explained what this is. But the child said it like it was a slur, like it was racist, mm-hmm. and then you know, the little boy that was evidently her child attacked him. And so I just like the fact that he protected his mother and his reputation because that's totally something I would do regardless of the consequences. But then I was also curious, like, what is that? What is it? Is it like reparations? has to be. And who do they give it to? Because why is this a talking point for obnoxious children It sounded like the police got it because she said she retired but she obviously came back later. Right. So it's got to be something, I mean, that's what we were speculating, that it's something tied specifically to the police force. Perhaps with this, uh, was it the White Knight? she hinted at um oh that yeah the, term? Well, what the is... tragedy we don't know what that is
1: i always thought it was when at the end of the book where the screw is teleported in but i don't know if that's a different
0: event right to it's a... to. <sighs> i don't know either which is why we'll be having like two parts this podcast guys which is like our initial first reactions which is what this is same night that the show comes out and then we're going to ponder and think and stuff and think about all the Easter eggs. Cause there were many, like there were so many Easter eggs.
1: I was stopping every five minutes. Like,
0: Oh, look at that.
1: It <laughs> was in the book. This person was in the book as well. Yeah. Because That's every, Metropolis. That's right. Metropolis.
0: every frame in the show, you can tell is very deliberate, intensely stylized, which I love because one thing they do effectively in this first episode is set up the world and the mood and the environment. And, As impressive as I would say, like, you know, the best Batman movie, which is a Gotham. What is it that makes this city? What is the vibe? What is the aesthetic? What is the color palette? And we get all of that really specifically in this Mm -hmm. first episode, where by the time it's done, you're in the world. You're like, okay, Redford is a thing. Nixon wasn't a thing in the way that it was. And here's all these ripple effects of what's actually happening here. They're falling squids. (laughs) That disintegrate. Yeah, that is weird. they didn't just fall from the sky space squid bits they turn into (laughs) jelly that then evaporates and i'm concerned about people breathing in what is evaporating like i'm like what are the effects of breathing in the jellies yeah imagine getting stuck in a squid storm no just awful no because um i think that's just trauma actually for me (laughs) and i'm not because it'd be slimy too just those kind of textures. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. It looks like that squid turned into the stuff that's under a snail. Oh and I'm already that imagery. I'm having a night terror while awake. Just thinking wow. of that being on my skin. So no. Okay, no. so you gave me a tear of
1: the squids and I gave you one of the cows. So we're <laughs> we're even, <laughs> we're, even. Right now.
0: we're totally fucking even. Okay, so yeah. And think in that concept of what you said, reparations for just cops. That's something that could be incendiary for citizens for a number of reasons, despite the fact that it might have been warranted yeah. given what she is describing as, as what happened. And clearly the sentiment against the police has not gotten much better if that child was in class with all that smoke yeah, for a former guy. <laughs> <laughs> is that- it's not your privilege, young boy, young man. It's because we are you doing? Lunch hour? Go to recess. Like she could, she could totally fucking just murk you. She could body you. She could murk right you after class, yeah. and no one will find your body. <laughs> but you're out here asking about red for red forations. That's gonna be hard for me to say because every time I'm like Redford, red for. That's why I avoid saying it. Yeah, that's not
1: how you say it until we actually know what
0: it is. Someone's listening right now. Like, that's not how you say it.
1: Well, I tried,
0: listener. We're sorry. Really we're
1: sorry. The show just happened. God,
0: I love that we got answers for why the dude was in red because we were totally screaming in the cow field. Why are you in red, bro? Yeah, like, this like to is see stupid. You. Yeah, we're you're like, so visible. Oh, he's Russian. Oh, that's clever. I
1: don't know how we did that because he was talking in the scene with all the police in the same room mm. in a Russian accent, and then like.
0: We, we didn't totally it didn't that. click. Yeah, yeah we just yeah. it was there was a lot to look at that's what happens when you first watch a the thing there's a lot happening and then you watch it again and technically we've only seen it twice at this point so invariably when we watch it again we'll be like oh and that other thing and then we'll tell you guys what we found out because that's yeah. what we're gonna do on this podcast we've also been screaming through the episode the like, entire time
1: minutes of screaming like minutes go Regina! or oh my god
0: yeah. Yeah. Guttural screams were definitely had when she had her first fight scene because that was good. I mean, that, I, yeah, I just enjoy fight scenes with women because there's not enough of them. But especially when it's not, I don't know, hokey, but like it mm-hmm. feels real and it felt real. You know, she took a couple hits, a couple hits to the body, a couple hits to the ribs, but she got hers in. She got her licks in. Yeah. And it was believable. And I was like, OK, stunt coordinator. <laughs> thanks. I wonder if she did her on stunts. Ooh, that's actually super cool. I'm, like, trying to do a quick, I go, did Regina King do her own stunts? All right, so I have a quote here, and this is from an article entitled, Regina King finds strength in Watchmen character. So the series is produced by Damon Lindelof of The Leftovers, also on HBO.
1: I'm just going to imagine she did do her
0: own stunts, because
1: I feel like Regina could do that.
0: So they're talking about her costuming, and... There were a few changes to the costume before filming started but the one thing that remained consistent was the mask. King felt a sense of power when she put on the costume that she used to bring the character to life. That was all King needed to be ready for the series which is heavy on action scenes and stresses that she tries to stay fit all the time. King was happy the show's stunt coordinator Justin Reimer who was also the stunt coordinator on The Leftovers. He already knew King's strengths and that helped her do as many of her own stunts as possible. So uh, not all of her own stunts, but as many as she could legally, probably without the insurance company being yeah. like, oh, hell no, bitch. <laughs> no, no, oh, hell no. Take her you out, have an ad. What's out. wrong with you? <laughs> um, and you have a quote here where she says, I'm very particular when it comes to stunt doubles. I hate to see something where you're like, that's a double. Okay, so clearly she's like, I don't want to look like it's not me. And so at any point in time that she was able to do what she did. So, yeah, great. We don't know specifically about the specific scene, but for now, I'm going to go yes. Yeah, I we get no, yes. I do information. Says no. too intense happened this episode. Right, so she could have totally I think handled she, that. Yeah, right, I think yeah, she probably did all of it. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I'm glad she's having fun on set doing the stunts. And that just makes it even cooler. Oh, my God. You know what just randomly came into my mind? That what? child holding the dead child. <gasps> and the Tulsa oh riots. God. And I was like, what an image. This is horrible.
1: Too much. Such a striking image, but a horrible image at the same time. So sad
0: incredible but that kid was really cute the the kid was, was adorable like, shout out to all, pie. to all the babies to all the babies who had so their little cute. debut on hbo
1: his little part i'm like oh my god i know you're, you're doing great sweeties yes. wherever you are you're doing fantastic <laughs> yes
0: oh we definitely also got a shout out Trent Reznor and atticus ross who are doing the soundtracking um for yes. the show because it was on point the music definitely put us in to the mood i mean we knew in the final minutes as soon as that sort of track started playing and we saw the the sheriff making his way out we were like he's done like something's about to happen that's ominous it's and it's being built up inside of me like the tension keeps increasing and then by the time we get to his tires being blown out you're just like yeah boy it's why would you get out your car you have to know that this never happens to you that your tire just never blows out like this why didn't you bring your police with you they offered to come they did and he was there cracking jokes and so it stands, I don't know. I don't know what we might get from this plot reveal of why he was taken out, why him at that time versus someone else. And what is the overall plan? Because we know HBO is not necessarily planning for a second season right off the bat. So, but, uh, like we said, I know, really wait, big little wait, just, lies. We, that was supposed so, to be limited. This episode was so good that, I, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. we a, five seasons. Get your shit together, yeah. HBO. We want more. But hopefully that means that whatever is the arc here, that it gets to its completion by the time we're done and we have some questions like about these damn squids and
1: isn't it- <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to know about the police i need to know about the squids
0: i just need to know why it's raining squids and why people are like rolling their eyes like not again like, like when you get to the point in your life that it's raining squids that disintegrate, great that you're just like whatever it's three o'clock no no <laughs> we something has gone wrong yes. on planet earth because that's not normal and what about the ocean? What happens there? Do the quids, they yeah. fall in there? Does it affect the ecosystem? I need answers. I wasn't thinking of that, but now I am. So
1: I always ask too many questions, issue.
0: so that's going to be an ongoing thing. This is a need to know. Yeah, you know it is. I'm just like, what's happening to the environment? <laughs> is anyone protesting the quiz? <laughs> you know there's got to be someone protesting yeah, there's the someone. squids. There's always someone, so there's got to be someone. Also, we should mention that the director for this pilot episode was Nicole Cassell, who was a woman, and she did a fantastic job. She did. She put her foot in it and we appreciate it.
1: Another great thing about the episode is that it was paced very well. Like it was very fast paced and that there was no time to catch your breath. Well, like brief minutes, but every shot seemed
0: necessary. Yeah. All the dialogue was necessary. And if you missed a line, you heard it on the rewatch. You were like, that was totally necessary. Okay. Yeah. Everything here is deliberate. And I love when shows don't waste time. They don't waste your time and they're not wasting their own time. They're like every single minute we have in this is something that moves the story further to where it needs to go and I just appreciate all of that as well as Regina King getting her back blown out
1: <laughs> in the final act of this episode I was like girl you gotta get going Police <laughs> Chief is dying right now
0: I show he was dying she was trying to get her o because the <laughs> the show or rather she what did the phone ring at least three or four times before she was like god damn it <laughs> every single time I'm on the precipice here comes this phone call again and then of course it's something horrible like, yeah, like uh, your, your surrogate daddy or potential actual daddy we don't know what's happening yeah, here who knows? um is dead but maybe had he done less coke he would have been more prepared
1: yeah also came out with coke on his on masa. his face with the kids with everyone's the like we can see this like why did you go around the corner to do your coke if you're gonna be messy and right come do it at the around. dinner table yeah, honestly everyone do it knows at the dinner table point.
0: open honesty is what we need it, no one seemed to care there's
1: like oh like a little coke it's like oh a little, like a little <laughs> you have a little food in your face that same kind of tone
0: and the way she says like oh just a little just to, I like, like if, i know you were doing cocaine but you know i just want to say it's a yeah little just messy. like you know it's, it's fine it doesn't it's not classy me. it's not for the table unbelievable and uh what's the actor yaya abdul mateen who is she in oh no that's hey oh so he's the one from aquaman
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so, so they were so like I playing Angela's i know husband. him from like these really good movies and i'm like oh that's a dude from aquaman right
0: yeah Which exactly obviously unrefined you know what oh, no <laughs> <laughs> so him yes yaya he plays the husband and we got to see his cheeks and i say more equal opportunity cheek exposure for yeah. the, uh, the viewing audience, because more men need to put in their nudity times <laughs> to even out the patriarchy and what's happened with all the women. So I was I was happy to see that it was a sex scene mm-hmm. because Lord knows we don't get enough of those black women, period. And it looked like she was having a lot of fun and equal opportunity nudity in terms of we didn't have to see her. We didn't need to see her naked. I'm yeah. glad we didn't see that. But like the realistic of he's naked. Here's his butt cheeks. Boom. I like it. like the opposite of Game of Thrones. In that <laughs> the respect. literal opposite yeah. of Game of Thrones, where you could just see boobs in the corner, and you're like, "Why are those boobs there? Why are we Do they always need in to be the in that corner frame? We're always in the bra. You know, like where's Waldo, but like where's the boob? That's <laughs> Game of Thrones. Where's the Merkin? Find the Merkin. <laughs> There's one in the seed. You know there is. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just find it. Look hard enough. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh and
1: also how it looks like they were in kind of in a church i'm like are you in a room also where are the kids
0: yeah and i gotta say the aesthetic of sister night with that rosary yes i'm just into it a lot a lot a lot a lot you Which already is, have one in your shopping cart right itself. it's in my shopping cart mm-hmm. at Amazon. i already told you i was like next yes. cosplay idea and i don't even cosplay like that but instantly i'm like yeah that's that's happening everything that i see right here yes. Yep. That's that's going to be at the next event. And so, yeah, I'm already shopping for my rosaries. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want to have one like what she wears, but also just like one that I can kind of use like an inchuck. I'm going to it's going to be an invention. <laughs> it's going to be an invention okay. inspired by Sister Night. And since we're doing this podcast, Sister Night, um, it just it's all coming together in synergy. OK, here's a question. If you're going to cosplay someone from Watchmen, not Sister Night, the not series, Knight. who would it be of someone we potentially saw in this episode? The dirty panda cop?
1: No, that was a little too messy for me. Um, Mm. Who would I be? I don't know her name, but she was the officer with the chief in um, Night Owl's kind of machinery. And she she had like the headband and she had the lace mask. And it was just really, really rad. So I would do that. I
0: I did like her aesthetics. That was very good. I'm still confused as to why Night Owl was struggling to follow the Cessna. Unless that Cessna was a super special Cessna. Yeah, because he just dist- I mean maybe he didn't destroy that owl but it crashed it's needs it's gonna be in the repair shop for a while I don't think they're taking it out to the next mission and so I just was like wait a minute what is it because it's old is it because it's like the equivalent of like the Cessna is like a 2019 Cessna and the owl is 30 plus years old so it's just not had any parts you know like the MTA yeah. actually like the MTA, oh, MTA. Exactly. the MTA versus the train system in Japan there yes. we go yes so that explains it. Parallels. We just solved our own problem that the Cessna was a modern plane and the owl is vintage.
1: But also the altitude they were at. I was thinking someone probably passed out at that point. Stop or... trying to bring science okay, into I'll this. Stop. Look at you we're with your science. We're not doing this
0: today. Uh, we might do it another day because it's I'm also one of those people that's like, displays. what about the science? But no, you're right. I'm like the... The altitude and the humans and oxygen and what we need. And I'm like, how
1: was the Night Owl plane failing before? No, the that's other what ones. was confusing.
0: I was like, how was the Cessna doing a better job? Yeah, that okay. doesn't make sense. But okay, maybe it's, that's why I said a special Cessna, special invented Cessna. But also, is
1: Night Owl creating airplanes for the police now? Or did they take his original one? I'm not oh, sure how that. Because I kind of took it as it was manufactured, not necessarily like the first one unless he's in the show somehow maybe he's in the i don't don't know
0: know. (sighs) because
1: it's the end of the
0: these are things we're going to have to figure out because we don't have definitive answers yeah we just have a lot of questions but like good questions about what's happening with this show because it's such a it's the same world but it's a different world which i like because that makes things more unpredictable, which I prefer. Please don't let me be able to spot a plot three episodes away, because that's annoying. So the fact that I'm, they've completely upended every preconceived notion I was essentially going to the show with, which I didn't have many, just except that Regina King was gonna be amazing. And so I was right about that. But as for plot movements, I had no idea. And even when they released that trailer, I couldn't really tell what was going on. Yeah, We see like the scenes of all the war shacks and what's going on. But now we can, now it takes on other sinister proportions when you involve white supremacy and problematic dudes and what's going on you're like hmm so hbo you're gonna have me out here rooting for a whole police officer <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah only hbo can do that the only police the only other police officer i've rooted for for a period of years would be olivia benson on svu because i like for her to punch the the rapist and the pedophiles but outside of that i don't but olivia bliss. should have been suspended so many times absolutely and she's the only one with police brutality. That I'm into because her police brutality like, is. We against. love you, Livia, but like should you be doing that? At least she wasn't Unstabler. Unstabler was the worst where he epitomized all the cops who were just like, I'm just gonna beat you down because I feel like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
1: kind of like my background show. So I, I really never followed it except when, like Livia's really SV in a moment. Yeah. Oh man. Just like random episodes SVU, here. But mostly
0: because she, like you said, she should be suspended. Yeah. But and she's like, like Olivia, oh, like well,
1: nice. it's fine. And other people are
0: fired. I'm like, oh, okay, Olivia. It gives into my fantasy of like that maybe somewhere there is a woman like that on a police force without fucks to give who manhandles men who abuse people and just like punches them in the face. And, and has it's like, Right. And is using that privilege, that horrible privilege most police have for good. Like, hey, you're abusing me. Yeah, bitch. And you're a rapist. <laughs> tell somebody. <laughs> tell somebody. See what happens. See if they believe you. You know what I know. No one's ever going to believe you. I'm a cop. Oh my- so I like that... Like these types of sentiments, we're gonna see with Regina King's character because I mean, it's already started with the um, the silent film, where we're looking at this historical Black man who was an enforcer of the law in a country where the law was often inhumane, <laughs> in particular for Black people. And now you have this interesting juxtaposition of Black people using the law to shut down bigots. I just, I just love it. You love oh, to see it. I love to, to see, see it. Fucking love to see it.
1: Also at the end with the. Lori Blake introduction.
0: Right. Yes. It's very interesting how she Hello, decided Lori. to take her actual father's right. name. I know. After the
1: whole graphic novel, she's pissed at him, which understandably so. I Trying to rape so. her
0: mother. And... You know, rape sometimes puts a damper on things. I don't mm. know if you've heard, but... <laughs> I did not <laughs> no, know. Like... Yeah, just a little spoiler alert. Yes. But that was incredibly intriguing. And the cast is just... I mean, they bring out the heavy hitters. We have... Regina King, Jeremy Irons, Don Johnson. Well, <laughs> it was nice knowing you, Don. Don, you were here for one episode. We hardly Rest knew you. Rest in peace. Tim Blake Nelson, who's playing The Looking Glass, which we haven't talked about The Looking Glass. But I, he's weird and creepy, but I like him. He was the one doing the interrogation. Oh, with, with the, his silver metallic mask, the metallic mask, mask. With the reflections that kind of contorted in there. And he was sort of figuring out whether people were lying. And evidently, it's like, I can see pupil dilations. I am a human lie detector test. And oh, you will I mean, never be able to base. Yeah. The hence the looking glass. He's a human lie detector. Oh, looking He's li- like, okay.
1: That didn't even, I don't know why that didn't come through for me.
0: It's a great pun on Alice in Wonderland. So I just like it. I like that he was in there fucking people up. And I imagine it's, it's an even better tactic because you can't see his eyes. And that's just gotta be so disturbing. <laughs> Someone questioning you. And you're like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't even know when you blink, bro. I'm just, I'm. Concerned.
1: That's one of my fears. Have you ever played super hot before? on yes. VR. Like people without faces or
0: things without faces is so scary to me. It's a waking nightmare. Because you can't read nightmare. people. Yes. It is a waking. Nothing makes... If someone is just Play-Doh and there's no things happening on the thing, that's that's a horror show. That's yeah, not it's... human. Even Mr. Potato has eyes and a lips. So I don't <laughs> understand why anyone would want to just be Clay. Yeah, it's... No. Not the life I want to live. No. Not under any circumstances. <laughs> I don't think I should have to have nightmares in real life. But the cast is a bunch of heavyweights. A bunch of people who obviously have range and Two experience. Emmy winners. Right. And so we're, I think we're in for a treat. I mean, we were screaming so much during this pilot episode about how surprised we were that it was so good, but I'm just, I'm super excited. One of the producers in the studio said that he thought the first episode was better than all of the boys.
1: It was a hot take. I haven't seen the boys. Send your hate
0: mail to Sounds at Gmail.
1: Yeah, don't
0: (laughs) direct it at us.
1: Don't direct it at us. We We didn't didn't say say this. We didn't say it. Word on the street.
0: Word on the street. (laughs) Is that's what the opinion was. And so I don't know. Why are you being a snitch? I don't have an answer. (laughs) As shady, I'm being shady. I'm outing, I'm outing land.
1: She's drinking water right now. Like imagine her drinking tea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I guess we could mention that um, Angela or Sister Knight, she was born in Vietnam, which is another one of those little Easter eggs that we will go into more in our midweek Bonus episode. <laughs> I didn't know we were calling it. Like, visit. but yeah, so that'll be fun to just sort of highlight all the stuff that are definitely references from the graphic novel to create the world. Like the fact that she was born in Vietnam, because well, <laughs> things went down a little different, Yeah, now it's a the state, War. now it's a state, yeah. which considering how we did Hawaii and Alaska, oh. it's within the realm of reason to have something be a state that is across oceans. But you know, cause that's that American bullshit that we, that we are on it, it, Pacific it Islanders. No American. <laughs> <laughs> ancient Polynesia no America <sighs> so that works and I just all that little stuff is fantastic I want to know what, why
1: she's born in Vietnam what her parents
0: in the See, army and this, this goes back or... to our weird thing of like who's the woman Yeah. Like, is she connected to that woman please let her be please because that is quite an origin story yeah gosh should we go to our favorite line yes this so we, end with we this. yeah we gotta end with this do. stuff alright how do you know he's seven okay I got a nose for white supremacy, and he smells like bleach. He smells like bleach, bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great sorry, writing. Get that. Who wrote this line? I'm yes, just-
0: powerful. <laughs> That's our ovation. I just and the fact that she's saying that to a white dude and a sheriff while she look, I can basically put it to see. Look how she she's like bye, bitch. Excuse just me. Just walks so, out. Put him in the pot. Put him in the pot. <laughs> I love it because she's like, bye, bitch. I'm walking the fuck out. It's done. And she's the pod, we the know. Yeah. It's a torture pod. It's the pod where cops do what they want to your person. And I guess in this world, you deserve it. Yeah. This is like the better version of what D&D were trying to pitch at HBO with that Confederate that state was nonsense. was a mess. It was, was a like, mess.
1: In what universe would that
0: it it, do well, first just off? No, and also, how would that even, so you mean to tell me that you expect me to believe that people could be next to states, black people, free black people, and they're going to be tolerated, enslaved, enslaved black people, a state over. That's absurd. That's insanity. And so I just feel like, I mean, in a way, maybe this is a, like a slight, a small troll on d d because this is totally reconstructing the past and really important events that have True. a lot to do with this, this nation's history and still doing it in a socially poignant way. That makes sense. When you look to the D&D thing, you're like, why? Except to make people mad. And to have bigot porn, I don't understand why you're doing this. And maybe they'll bring that bullshit to Netflix. Uh, hopefully I feel not. Like Netflix would. Hopefully, they... Netflix hopefully they're like smart. Netflix is more
1: progressive movies. Yeah, but look at the
0: comics Netflix has on there. So we, we'll see. Um, TBD.
1: Like <laughs> Ava DuVernay would be like, mm, no,
0: Netflix, you're not doing this today. Actually, you're right. Hopefully that Ava quotient keeps that shit to the side. <laughs> because that. Don't do that. Ava, save us. Save us, Ava. We need you, Ava. We need you. Well, on that note. Yes. (laughs) I think that's an excellent note to end on. Ava, be our guide. Yes, Ava. Lead us to the light. But yeah, we're super excited for this coming season. It seems like it's going to be fantastic. And yeah, keep a a lookout for our midweek episodes where we dive a little deeper into the specifics and particulars of The Watchmen and as it relates to the world created by Alan Moore.
1: Yes, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be super fun. Even more screaming. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Lots of screaming. <laughs> so, thank you for listening, you guys. Yeah, if you enjoyed this for episode, in. we appreciate you.
1: Yeah. Good night.